With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 174 of Cowboys Rock Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. As always, I'm joined by Philip Slavin. How's it going, man? It's been a month these last three days. Yeah, that's, I think that's the, fair. Which is the same thing you can say. Like, it's been a year these last six months. Like, that's how the 2020 feels. Like, this is literally the same as, like, raising a child. Like, the days are long and the time is short. Like, time is, is to quote Doctor Who, Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Like I don't I don't know another way to describe what the heck mismatched out of whack time flow we're in right now. Yeah, Mo- Monday was quite a weird day. It was meant to I thought I was hoping for a quiet news day, nothing crazy, because it was my first anniversary with my wife and I wanted to just celebrate that and enjoy that. Um, I got to do a really cool radio interview um, in Australia, of all places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, of course, shit hit the fan about four hours before that as I'm trying to prepare for something completely different. And it compl- it sucked up all my time. But I, I, uh, like I said, I didn't want to record a podcast that night. Thank you to you and, uh, and to Robert Wetzel for taking care of that for me. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a, been a crazy few days. So we all know where things are. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. Um, we all kind of know where things are at this point. Gundy issued an apology, posted a video on Tuesday evening. Um, that that I think that's where we're going to start off with here is Gundy's video and, and the reaction to it. Um, it seems like there's pretty much two different reactions to it, and and as far as social media and the and I hate saying the media because I am always a defender of the media. Like people who trash the media irritate me mostly because they, they lump it all together. Like it's one thing like we do with everything because God forbid we have complex conversations about complex issues as opposed to just making it simple and being lazy as all get out. But it seems like there's two sides that are most vocal and the one side that everyone's ignoring because it doesn't have anything to do with their opinion. Uh, I don't want to start there. Mike Gundy issued his video. I watched the video. I didn't come away from it underwhelmed. I didn't come away from it overwhelmed. Um, I came away from it saying, this feels like a sincere apology. This is an actual apology from someone who doesn't tend to apologize a lot. Let's be honest. Um, Gundy's not out there apologizing often. It it may have been forced. I don't care that it was in front of a prompter. Um, This is something that had to be done, and he did it. I'm not going to give him a thousand points of credit for this. I'm not going to give him no credit for this. Um, I'm going to say that what I saw after that, the people that I saw liking it and retweeting it and quote tweeting it were the players on the team who had been the most vocal on Twitter after Chuba's initial tweet about what things that needed to change. 
And the ones who had been part of, uh, on Chuba's side, who had been in support of Chuba, were now saying they were basically happy with what Gandhi said. That's all I need to know. What I need to know is that this is, as, as, this is not an end cap to anything. This is not the end of anything. This may be the end of the conversation for the moment, or at least we think it should be. But this is the start of what should be the next few steps of fixing whatever is apparently wrong with the cowboy culture and with Oklahoma State. Um, to everyone else who has an opinion on how they feel about the video, I don't care because it feels like it's either this, this apology is not good enough or it's terrible or, it's, or this apology is perfect and you should just be happy with it. Like, it wasn't perfect. It's not the end of this. It doesn't absolve him of whatever's going on with the program. It doesn't make things okay. Uh, also, it's, he's not weak or a wuss or whatever BS you want to say because he actually cares about his players enough to listen to them as opposed to you who think he's being held hostage. You have nothing to apologize for. It was a shirt and it's your opinion. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this with any of you. Like, except that the program obviously needs to make some changes for the players to feel like they actually belong there. Um, and that's something that we should be seeing for the next however long till they are. And that's where we are at this point in the story. Yeah, I think, I think we're in agreement here. Um, I, I, when, the, when the video came out and I, I watched the apology, but the first thing I did was I didn't go to see what any national media person had to say. I didn't see, I didn't look to see what anybody else, I wanted to see what the players were going to say because I knew they were going to react to it on social media. And much like the video that was put out on Monday night with Chuba and Mike Gundy talking, talking together, uh, the players reacted resoundingly positive that this was a step in the right direction. That's all it is right now is a step. But if they felt that maybe his apology was insincere or they didn't like what he had to say, they would have reacted similarly in the other direction. They would have called him out on it. The players have that leverage right now to be able to do that. But the fact that they reacted in a way that shows that they felt what he said was sincere and what he said behind closed doors, that there are actual, you know, that there are changes that are going to be made in the way that will make the cowboy culture back to what we all think and perceive it to be. That's what matters to me and what carries more weight than what anybody else has to say outside of the program. What the players in the program, what the coaches in the program, what, what, what Coach Gundy had to say in the program matters way more than what anybody else has to say in in whatever other narrative people want to push about Gundy. That to me does not matter. What matters is what the players had to say and what they had to say was, okay, let's roll. The, the, this is, this is what we need to see. Keep our foot on the gas. Let's keep making changes. Let's, let's make the program what we all want it to be. Yeah. I just like, Everyone's got an opinion and everyone's opinion needs to apparently just be like A or B. Like it's, it's with everything else that's going on. It's either one extreme or the other. There is no complex middle ground thought. We don't have time. for No, no because that's sa- that because what that is, that's logic and sanity. And we don't have time for that on social media. No, no. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to pull up my Twitter account for a second. Not because of anything I specifically said, but if, if, if you follow me, you've probably seen the tweet from the fair and balanced news channel. I say news um, with vomit in my mouth uh, and 
not just air, like finger air quotes. Like I'm having to use both arms to justify how big I, they are when I put the word news around the OAN. But one of their, and I believe if I understand correctly, she's like their chief White House representative. Is that yes, chief White House correspondent for OAN? Quote, dear gatekeeper Mike Holder, few cues for Coach Gundy, OSU players, and Chuba Hubbard. Does Oklahoma State support Black Lives Matter? Does OSU, quote, want dead cops as badly as Black Lives Matter have declared in the past? When were the children of your university placed in charge of the adults? That's literally the quote from the chief White House correspondent of the OAN, the place that's just news. It's just news. It's just fair news. Okay, I had one person, one person try to agree with it. And I shot that shit down because I'm going to take that crap. Uh, It's BS. It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. And if that tweet alone does not help you understand what that thing is, thing, I'm not going to call it news anymore, what that thing is, what that TV show is, what that conspiracy conspiracy theory presented as fact network is I don't know what else is because if you don't read that and are not as an Oklahoma state immediately going oh hell no I don't think so then you need to stop and decide if you really are an Oklahoma state fan or not because if you agree with those things or think those are fair and reasonable questions as somebody tried to say to me on Twitter you can go be a fan of any other program as far as I'm concerned but I don't want to stand next to you at a game. I don't want to bring my child to a game and hear the things that I expect to likely come out of your mouth while we're watching football or basketball or any other sport. Okay. You don't talk about my university, the one that I cheer for like that. You don't ask questions like that as someone who's supposed to be a professional, who's allowed inside the friggin' white house, which I realize is supposed to be a place of respect and dignity. I know it's not right now, but it's supposed to be. Okay. This isn't about politics. That is insulting. That is an insulting thing to write. That is why the players were upset. That is the thing Gundy thought was a good news station. That is the thing he now has to realize, I hope to God, is not. And that is the thing people need to see and go, this isn't about politics. It's not about whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. Guess what, folks? Most football coaches are Republicans. Do you know why? Because one party taxes the rich more and one party doesn't for rich people that's mostly what they care about that's why why would you if you're making tons and tons of money do i want to be taxed more or less probably less i'll probably vote republican because that's what they're going to do okay this isn't about race or any of this stuff it's not about politics it doesn't matter this is a non-news site that's a horrible thing go watch the john oliver video i will gladly tweet it out all day tomorrow if you need me to that is what he was saying was an okay thing. That is what the players were upset about. They had a right to be. I think his apology was sincere. I hope it was because if it wasn't, his time in Stillwater is going to be short because guess what? The players will turn on him and it will go against him in recruiting. So whether you think that apology was enforced or not good enough or should have been right from telling it doesn't matter. What matters right now is the program, is the football program, and is the players on that program. I don't mean the football program as far as wins and losses. I mean the health of the program and the players within it and the ability for them and the coaches to function the way they're supposed to. And if they're all on the same page and moving forward together, then I'm good. I'm good.
I'm going to rant. I have, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to, it's time. Oh, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit back and just, just listen to me. And I, and I'm going after both sides of the argument, uh, both sides of the coin here because well, why not? Right. So to the people that said that Mike Gundy doesn't need to apologize to the people that want to say, Oh, it's his right to say whatever he wants. Okay. Sure. That's true. But if you're going to attack Chuba Hubbard for coming out and saying, oh, he doesn't have that right to say it, you don't believe in free speech then. F*** off. Okay? It's, it's really, really that simple. Mike Gundy has the right to, to have his political opinions. And here's my thing on political opinions. I don't give a shit because, like most opinions, they're like, asshole, everyone has one. They all stink. Okay? Fair enough. It's just... It doesn't make sense, people. And if you're and if you're going to root for Oklahoma State on Saturdays and you want to cheer on Chuba Hubbard, great. But you don't get to if you don't understand what he is off the field. Because on the field, yes, he's incredible. But think about the things that he is doing off the field to enact change, not only in the program right now, but for the future and for the head coach. That's what matters way more than what he does on the field. So please, if you're going to have be of the opinion that Mike Gundy did not need to apologize and you clearly are not listening and you don't deserve a cheer for this damn team on Saturdays. And now to the people that looked at Mike Gundy's apology and decided to move the goalposts that he didn't apologize well enough, you're part of the problem too. Please, you're the one. I understand the not necessarily the outrage, but the frustration that he didn't really apologize in the video with Chuba Hubbard. I, I get that. Uh, but then he goes and he puts together what Philip and I agreed to be and what the players agreed to be a sincere apology for the actions presented on social media. And then you, and then people decide to say, well, he didn't apologize well enough. Nice teleprompter. For one thing, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, would you rather Mike Gundy read off a teleprompter or riff? Fair argument there. And he, if the players care about the apology, simply, that should be the end of it. But, of course, people want to push their narratives, move on, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, like, he apologized. The players care. That's what matters. Everything else is bullshit, and everyone's opinions are stupid. I'm done. Look, let's be honest. Neither Joel or I have access to the program that would allow us to know what the problems are, what the changes are, any of that. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I have some thoughts and theories, but now is not the time for that. Um, what I will say for the program moving forward to continue to salvage itself nationally and internally as well to me and for the fan base is Oklahoma State football is not a program that tends to be transparent. Yeah. That, that it's, not a, it's not a program that likes to provide access to very many people, maybe a few that they can kind of control. Um, that has to change with this. That has to change moving forward. They, and I don't mean that we need to, Joel and I, or anyone at Cowboys Rider Free need to be allowed into football games. What I mean is that they have to be transparent about what is going on and what these changes are. Now, that is in due time. I'm not trying to rush them. I don't, I don't think anyone, anyone who's like, well, they haven't said what it is yet. Why haven't they told us what it is? It's not your damn business. They'll tell you when it's time for you to be told. Just like me, just like everybody else. Okay? When they're ready to tell us, they will tell us. And that's fine but they do have to say something because the integrity of the program is still a little tarnished right now. And for that to change, 
they're going to have to at some point be able to vocalize it and talk about it. And that can't be, as we said on the last pod, Gundy coming out with a, a scripted little quip about it and then moving on and, and talking in vagities. Like, you have to let the players talk about what's going on. You have to let – Gundy has to be continually talking about the changes and, and, and how the cowboy culture is adjusting to whatever needs to be adjusted to. And again, the players, the players need to be the face of this. Chuba Hubbard, Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga, anybody else who is a leader on that program – who is part of helping make change happen needs to be a voice of this. Okay. That's what has to happen because that is what is going to make everyone feel a whole lot better and able to talk about football when it's football time and not just about what's going on. Yeah. And I, what's I wrong? think, yeah. And I, th- I think what people need to understand, at least for the meantime, until the program really decides players, coaches, to, you know, to come together and talk about what these changes are, understand that these you know, if you don't hear anything on social media for a while about it, know that a lot of the, these are all conversations that are being had behind closed doors within the program. They are making these changes now, and hopefully when they actually have something concrete that they can go to, that's when we're going to hear about this. I think we're going to hear more about this, but understand right now that if then you'll know if these changes aren't being made because players will vocalize it. They, have, they now realize the leverage that they have, and if these changes are not being made, Look to the portal, look to social media, because we will know very quickly. Yeah, you see an exodus from the program or players who don't play or sit out, you'll know why. You'll absolutely know why. Um, yeah, look, I, you want to you wanna, you wanna be an you say you're an OSU fan, care about these kids, like really care about them. Okay. And not they just the fact part, that they're good at scoring touchdowns. Well, that's, I wrote about this on the site. Like, they are part of the Oklahoma State family. We want to talk about ourselves as this family, as this uh, alumnus. You're supposed to unite us all together. Like, that, that doesn't just mean when it's convenient. That doesn't just mean when they agree with you. That doesn't just mean that you get to ignore them when they say something really is legitimately wrong. Well, you need to... I don't want to hear tough guy used to be the way things were. Just because something was the way it was doesn't mean it needs to be anymore. We used to sell knives in airports, okay? You used to be able to go to the airport, buy a knife, take it on a plane. Does that not sound like the stupidest thing? But it just was commonplace. It just was a thing. So many things in our life, just because they have been the same way for the longest time, doesn't mean that they should have been. It's just how what we accepted. And then we all get a little bit smarter and we all get a little bit older and we go, well, maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. So instead of sitting and being like, well, in my day, I don't give a shit in your day, okay? There's a lot of things that have changed since I was not 36, okay? In 36 years of life, I still have a lot of growing up to do, a lot of change coming. It's been a whole lot different from now from when I was born in 1984. So just try and see things from their perspective and listen and allow for dialogue. Okay, I am happy to talk with anybody. If you don't like what you hear here, if you disagree with things with me, that's fine. I got people that tell me on Twitter all the time. And I tell them the same thing every time. I'm happy to debate. Uh, If you want to say something that's offensive or stupid, I will call you out for it. If you want to have a conversation in my DMs, my DMs are open. You're welcome to to talk with me. I'm happy to do as best I can. Understand I work eight to five and have a one and a half year old and another kid on the way. So I'm not ignoring you. I'm doing the best I can. Unless you say stupid things. If you say stupid things, you're coming and start throwing curse words at me. I'm just going to ignore you. Like I'm not, 
I don't, I don't have time for that, nor do I have any interest in it. But if you want to have a discussion about this, you have an opinion that maybe I haven't heard or you think you can enlighten me to something, please feel free to do so. I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy hearing opinions. I enjoy talking with people, especially if you love Oklahoma State and, like myself, want to see it be the best it can be, not just on the field. Yeah, I think I think that at least puts us in a good spot for right now to, to end this topic. We have some basketball news to talk about here uh, after the ad break. We'll be right back after working the sponsor. All right, Phillips. So with Cowboy basketball, obviously um, it has been too many days or not enough days since Oklahoma State has had unnecessarily a uh, shit-hitting fan. And Yorane uh, has hit the transfer portal. Uh, we've also had some news of some guys that are transferring in and guys that are returning to stay. But let's start with Ane, uh going into the portal. I think we knew that someone or multiple players were going to transfer after the season, obviously with the postseason mm-hmm. ban and the sanctions that are coming in. We knew that was a distinct possibility and almost an inevitability. But to lose a Nay is probably one of the worst losses you possibly could have for this team outside of Kate Cunningham, which we still don't know about yet. But to lose your five, and then you also lose Hitty Rusink. We'll get to him, maybe him in, briefly in a second. But you lose two guys that are six foot ten. You're left with Caleb Boone being your five at this point. Uh, Oklahoma City's mm-hmm. playing a lot of small ball this year. Yeah, if you had told me, hey, two guys are going to transfer from Oklahoma State, we for sure. And we don't know. There might be more. We haven't had confirmation from everybody, but I have a thought on that in a minute. Um, your and A and, and Rosink would not have been at the top of my list, and they especially. Um, Boynton has shown during his time in Stillwater, that includes under the year of Brad Underwood, that he does, seems to be able to, whether him or someone on the staff, do a really good job of developing bigger guys. I don't know what it is, but he does, he's done a good job of developing big guys. Um, to lose an, a guy like an A sucks a lot. Um, the best shot blocker in the Big 12. He was a little down last season, but I think a lot of that was because of not having Isaac Likely. I think the two of them, kind of balance each other out really well. Um, so it's not a, it's not a good loss. Um, I see some people talking on Twitter or I saw somebody and I wish I could give them credit. I'm, I'm not trying to not or take credit for this. Uh, I apologize when I can't remember who says things. Uh, they basically pointed out that uh, Boynton had mentioned at one point that Rusnik might be the best shooter on the team. Um, that's before all the new guys show up, but that's, you know, it's another forward. It's not a spot you want to lose. And I really didn't think, you know, his father came all the way from, uh, from the Netherlands. Yeah, his father came all the way from the Netherlands to watch a game. Like, obviously, he's still young. I mean, if you want to leave, I'm not going to fault anybody who wants to leave at all. So let, me just, let me say this. I don't fault any player who wants to go play somewhere else because they, they, of everything that's going on or for whatever other reasons. I don't. If that's what you want to do, thank you for your time in, in, in Orange. Um, we're sorry the NCAA screwed you, um, and good luck elsewhere. I wholeheartedly mean that. Um, but it's just two guys you didn't really want to have to see go. I mean, yeah, honestly, and I think for the depth of the team, there's enough guards on this. Not that I want anybody to leave. Like you would, you would almost have rather seen a guard leave than not Kate Cunningham, by the way. Uh, um, than than both of your tallest guys on the roster. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's not only losing the production on the floor, but Anae, like that, ins- that smile he always had on his face is always infectious. He would, you know, after he hit back to back layups and you watch him just not even run, just gallop down the floor because his legs, he's about six foot ten and about five eight of it, his legs. 
And then you talk, you, we heard the story like Trey Reeves talked about with him being probably the funniest dude in the locker room. Like that's the kind of presence you like to have and to lose that. It does suck. Not only just the production, mm-hmm. just kind of the intangible stuff that he brought mm-hmm. to the team too. Like I, we all know that these guys who are transferring were probably recruited. Some schools were calling them and recruited them to come to play elsewhere because of a postseason ban. And it sucks. Um, yeah, but I mean, he, like he he had he may not have been great defensively at all points of the game, but I mean, he still had such a big impact under the basket that you are losing. And again, you're right. Like Caleb Boone is is six nine. He is the tallest player on the roster now. Uh, and 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 I think let's see, yeah, because Rusink and uh, and they are both six ten. Uh, he is six nine. I don't think there's anyone else that's a scholarship player. Nope. And I don't think anyone that's coming in. Let's see. No, that's not true. Montero, uh, Montreal Pena is 6'9", but as everyone has mentioned up to this point, Montreal Pena is more of a project than an immediate impact guy. So, yeah, it's nice to have another 6'9 guy. He's going to be thrust into a position that he might not be ready for fast enough. Um we're going to get a lot of small ball here, folks. Yeah, let's look next. Um, uh, who else is tall? Mm, Keelan's 6'8", so you're going to probably see Keelan and Caleb on the floor together some. Um, Moncrief's like 6'7". He's like lengthy, but we don't know Moncrief if he's coming is yet. Moncrief is 6'7". We don't know if he's coming yet. He's 6'7", yeah. Uh, so and you got a lot of 6'7". But yeah, this is not going to be a... This this is gonna be a team that plays a lot of small ball. It's gonna be this is gonna be interesting. We're we're gonna see a lot of zone. We're gonna see a lot of zone, I think. And I you I have made my um my thoughts about zone defense very known on this podcast uh, uh-huh. multiple times. Um, but when you have when you are a smaller team, like that's probably what they're gonna have to do. And Boyden's a great defensive coach. I I trust that they're gonna find a way to make it work. But you, you hate to lose a guy like Ane who, you know, we saw how great he was as a freshman. He was a revelation that year on a, on a bad team. And then he comes back, you know, last year down a little bit, but still there were some flashes of what he really was going to be. I thought he was going to take a big jump this year, especially having a guy like possibly Cunningham on the floor. Uh, but, you know, I can't fault him for wanting to leave and, look and seek new opportunities with everything going on. So, you know, I'm still going to wish him the best of luck. He, he was a fun dude to watch, and I know that – uh the next fan base that he gets to go and play for, they're going to really like him. I think. At this point, the since we we we've what I believe is a strategically done graphic releases by players on Twitter and Instagram. Um, the ones we have seen say they are coming back are Isaac Likely, uh, Flavors, Caleb Boone, uh, Chris Harris, Avery Anderson, and uh, Donovan Williams are all still in. So that leaves Keelan, Kate Cunningham, Moncrief, Walker, Pena. And um, like I, I, somebody put on the list and included Bryce Williams, the Ole Miss transfer. Uh, but considering like his announcement that he was transferring in Oklahoma State game after, like after Ane announced he was like the announcement that Ane was leaving, and we already know about the sanctions. I'm gonna go ahead and say that Bryce Williams is probably coming. Yeah, I would, I would that, venture to guess when that came out. So that leaves, as far as unconfirmed, like I said, Keelan Boone, Cade Cunningham, Moncrief, Walker, and Pena. Now. We have, like, it's all rumors. I don't have any information. I just, the, the rumors, the things you've seen, everyone who's talked about Cade Cunningham, it sounds like Cade is still coming. Um, if Caleb Boone is staying, Keelan Boone is staying, I, I think, 
I think they wanted to release there separately. I think this is being done strategically. I, oh, I don't totally. think this is this is as a guy decides he's going to come back, they release a graphic. I think these are graphics are being trickled out slowly, so each player gets their own moment of everyone being happy and congratulate them and being excited about them, and they each get their own moment in the sun. Recording this on Wednesday night, my expectation is that Thursday and Friday these will continue to come out. Could one more player leave? Sure. Would I know who that's going to be? I I I think. Man, I think they're all still coming back. I really do. I, I think so too. And I and I and me almost more than you. I'm I'm a cynical son of a bitch. And I okay. thought the minute that it was going to be like everyone's gone. But as I've calmed down a little bit, and we talk about we we talked about this a little bit with Chuba Hubbard kind of being just a different kind of cat when it comes to just being like a star player, but is loyal to the school and wants to come back and finish his degree and all this kind of stuff. Even though Kate Cunningham will likely, he will be here for just one season. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he wants to honor that commitment. Because you think about the offer that uh, Rob Doster told us that he got from the G League before he committed to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Like, that was north of $500,000. And he decided to come to Oklahoma State and play for a year with his brother and Mike Boyd. I feel like unless the G League completely blew the, blows him out of the water when it comes to uh, the offer that they gave him, you know, right after, you know, the sanctions came down. I still have a feeling that he's coming to Oklahoma State. And it could just be, if nothing else, this is a giant middle finger to the NCAA. I don't know. Well, so here's – let me say a couple of things. A, I think this speaks to the kind of relationship that Boynton has built with the players. 100%. 100%. Um, I know lots of players have transferred out. A lot of them have transferred out because they've gotten kicked out or for various other reasons. Um, I, I think this speaks to the, the level of relationship he has built with the guys that he's recruited. Um, to see all these guys sticking around, like they could all leave. They could all leave and basically, I know that they're supposed to sign a waiver. If they all leave, they're all, the NCAA is going to clear them all to be immediately eligible wherever they go. It's going to happen. Because of the NCAA coming down, they're going to be happy to screw Oklahoma State over even more. They're going to make sure every player is eligible to go wherever they want immediately. Um, I also think there's something to, if you really looked at the commits as they came on one by one by one for this 2020 class, I think these guys have made a bond amongst themselves as well, as well as with the guys on the team. I think there is a relationship already built between the players where they all want to play with each other. Mm-hmm. So many of the, the, this 2020 class talked about part of the reason they've come to Oklahoma State is that Cade Cunningham is coming. Because they want to play with Cade Cunningham. Rondell Walker wants to play with Cade Cunningham. Matthew Alexander Moncrief and Cade Cunningham are reportedly, I don't know if this is true, practicing in Dallas. He's partially come, he's coming in part because of Cade Cunningham. Donovan Williams has said he wants to come in part because like these guys all want to play with him. If Cade Cunningham is coming, I also think that is a big part of why the rest of this class might want to come. And for the freshmen coming in, it sucks. It sucks that they're not going to get to go to the NCAA tournament this year no matter what they do. Uh, for, for Rondo Walker, Alexander Moncrief, Donovan Williams, Montreal Pena, Cade's a one and done. Unless one of them just pulls a, I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of them are one and dones. So, no, they can't go to the tournament this year, but that doesn't mean they can't throw a giant middle finger at everybody, play with Cade, have a great time, and then try and get to the tournament next year. 
I understand that that's not how you're supposed to think, but I just, sometimes it's about more. It's about the experience you want to have at college. You know, where do I, I've got to be somewhere. What's more important to me? The relationships I build, where I am, where I'm comfortable, where I'm happy, or going to the NCAA tournament. Because that's, that is something that you have to ask yourself. Like if I only care, again, I'm not saying that only that an A or a RISINC only care about going to the NCAA tournament. I doubt that. But, you know, they, they, they got to do what they think is best for them. But I think a lot of these guys are sticking around because they have built a relationship with Boynton. They've built a relationship with each other. And this is, they have decided that, that is more important than, than having to go to, to the postseason this year. Yeah, I, I think it was really kind of cool to see the little uh, like little blurbs that were with the picture that each player talked about. And I think it sums up best with what uh, was on Donovan Williams. Did you see his specifically what it said? Um, I've, I read them all, but I don't recall. Okay, so his said, uh, and I'll, I'll read everything. So it says, we're, we're, what we're building here at Oklahoma State is bigger than just the NCAA tourney. I came here to become a better Donovan on and off the court, and I believe that Coach B can help me do that. When I said I wanted to be a Cowboy, I don't care what about what comes with it. I'm here. Let's work. I think that speaks to not only the types of guys that Boynton's bringing in, but the relationships he's able to build with these guys. If he was able to say, what we're doing, it's not just this season. It's what's coming after that too. And I think that's, I think that speaks volumes enough. Well, how wild is it? Think about this for a second. Bryce Williams, who's transferring in from Old Miss, shooting guard, probably going to be a backup. Gets one year of eligibility left. It could be this year if he gets a, a waiver approved, or it could be next year if he doesn't. He, what you're telling me is a guy is applying for a waiver to be immediately eligible to play at a school that's not going to get to play in the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah. Think about that for a second. That is, that is insane, right? Yeah, that's why. Does that just speak to the relationships he's probably built with some of the players potentially and the relationship he's built with Mike Boynton? Like it's it's insane that somebody gets one year left, they're transferring, and they're going to go to a place that doesn't get to have a postseason. I, man, I, I hope to goodness that they maybe they push it off for a year, maybe they don't. I don't know. I have the feeling we're just not going to have a postseason this year. I just think it's crazy. Like that's that's just so much. That's yeah. Yeah, so I think much. there. This is this is twofold a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't think guys would have stayed partially too if they knew there wasn't a chance that the, their appeal and the, the postseason may get overturned. I think if they knew the writing was on the wall, I think we would have seen a lot more guys leave. But I think that at least shows me that they believe that they're going to play in March. Now, whether that actually comes to fruition or not, but if that's the belief that they have, who knows, man. That, I think that's just an interesting little subplot to this. Um, now, do I think they will be playing in the NCAA tournament? No, but I think I don't think all these guys would have stayed, and they could build all the relationships in the world. I understand wanting to go play in the NCAA tournament too, right? So, I think that's a little interesting thing to follow with this. That's all. Yeah. I, all I know is this: I might have a second kid. <laughs> I live six hour drive away from Stillwater, at least. I've never wanted season tickets more in my life. 
Yeah, I, which is just such a weird thing to say. Maybe that's not maybe like the 2013 season where uh, Smart came back. came back. Um, but man, I, I don't think I've ever wanted to see a coach succeed personally and emotionally more than I really just want Boynton to work out. And I don't even mean that from a selfish Oklahoma State perspective. Like, obviously, I want whoever's our coach to be good, uh, unless he's an an asshole. But I just personally want to see him succeed, in part because of everything that he's literally had to go through since he got here, Um, everything this team has gone through, every disadvantage he's had, every single wall that's been thrown up in front of him. I, I... I, I just, ugh. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I – Can we I, have some friggin' good news? And I'm like, I'm glad yeah. these players are sticking around, and that's great. That is good news. But I just mean, can we, can we just, just – Can we just good. put a pause on Oklahoma State? Can, can Jim Harbaugh do something stupid for, just so we can get – Nick Saban decides to retire. Can we just get any other story than this, than something shitty with Oklahoma State for like – a week. Okay. I, I will say I, I'm, I'm, I am emotionally spent. Yeah. I, I will say doing uh, research and trying to learn more about Australian rules football has definitely been an escape for me for the, over the last couple of days. So that's been fun. Oh yeah, dude. Nice job on the radio, uh, on the radio show. Radio show. Oh. Well, it's getting a little late. Um, I'd prepare for my radio show appearance, which I'm. Yeah, so you're listening. going on. Yeah, so you're going on uh, almost entirely sports with Joshua Briscoe on uh, 810 mm-hmm. Sports Radio WHB in uh, my hometown of Kansas City. How about that, mm-hmm. man? Uh, my good friend Briscoe, who I've had on my show, the Tintel Podcast, a few times. Uh, enjoy talking with him. So I'm going to go talk more about this Oklahoma State stuff. Can I just say, like, I-, I could go to work and I got a buddy that I talk to, and my friends talking about OSU fans talking about stuff in, the- in our like text and everyone's like, okay, so what's going on? I'm just like, can I just say that after a day, like after two days of like text tweeting and writing and Slack chatting and podcasting, the last thing I want to do when I like talk to other people is talk about this stuff. And my wife's like, so what's going on? I'm like, can I just, can we just not like, I love to tell you about things and you never care about OSU stuff, which isn't true. Like she just doesn't really want to talk about it. The one time she's like, Hey, can we talk about this Oklahoma state stuff? I'm like, can I just not, can I just take a break from it? Like, I just need, and I'm sure plenty of people listening is like, yeah, take a break. Stop talking about this stuff, you a-hole. And I'm like, that's fine, whatever. Stop listening. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just, oh, man. Oh. Hopefully okay. we get some good news. If yeah. nothing else, we need to make our own good news and just bullshit on the next podcast or something just as a bit of an escape from all this. We need uh, – um, we got to get Caden and Dustin back on and do our like drafting a foursome from former Oklahoma State golfers and yes. drinking because we just need something else to talk about soon. Yeah, like, I'm soon. Oh, uh, mm, uh, uh, the uh, Stillwater Stars, the Oklahoma State yes. TBT team that has been selected as one of the 24 teams. Uh, that that little million dollar winner take all bracket a single elimination tournament that starts on july 4th i am weirdly excited like way more excited about that than i probably should be part of that's the lack of sports part of that's i get to watch 
Oklahoma State basketball essentially, like in the summer, inject it in my veins. Like I will, I yeah. want. I, I, I can't far, wait. I'll yeah. Far. So if there are for any other Big Twelve fans watching, I can't wait for them to watch Keaton Page and Phil Forte on the same team and watch them shit their pants because they realize they're two different people. No, uh, Keaton's not on there. I thought he was. Or is Forte not on there? Hold on. Hold on. I thought I thought they both are. No. Unless, is Paige not? I, I couldn't remember. I thought he was. No. Hold up. I should know this, but forgive me. You know, the brain is can only handle so much. Uh, no, it is uh, Forte is. Okay. I know. I knew. I uh, Paige is not. The roster is. Reason, okay. My bad. Great radio. Sorry. The roster that, is Markel Brown, Lindy Waters. <laughs> the roster is Markel Brown, Lindy Waters, Thomas Dezagua, Daryl Williams, Phil Forte, LeBron Nash, Jeffrey Carroll, Brian Williams, Marshall Moses, and Michael Cobbins for all your former Oklahoma Staters. Brand, uh, Brendan Manzer is the coach. Uh, former men's basketball manager Jeff Barr is the team manager. Um, now they did add two former Kansas players today. Uh, it was a Tyshawn Taylor and someone else, Nadir Tharp or something like that. He, I think you just got both correct. Uh, yeah, Tyshawn Taylor and Nazir Tharp. Good job. So cool. they have also they're also suiting up for the team. July fourth, first game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna yeah. hope. I'm gonna watch. I'm excited. Why not? Yeah. So yeah. I just need sports, man. Baseball still in a dick measuring contest between owners and players, and I just. <laughs> I'm so not used to hearing you curse that this is really like, this is a joy for me. Well, the thing is I do it off air. I don't do it on air, but at this point I just, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and you have to edit this, so I don't care. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I have to edit it myself and I forget. Oh, well, it's fine. Anyways, <sighs> I, bottom line, I'm becoming an Australian Rules football fan account. So, because I have nothing else to enjoy at this point. So I'm going to root for Collingwood because Mason Cox is there and I don't care if they are the Yankees of... Yeah, I'm still I'm still finding my team. Uh, I, I'm watching. Uh, I think it's uh, really really early Thursday morning. Uh, Richmond and Hawthorne are playing on ESPN two, I believe. So I'm gonna yeah. get up and watch that. ESPN and, and uh, FS one got some Australian yes. football. I gotta stay up and watch, dude. It's hard to stay up and do things, man. Yeah. Like well, you'll see, understand this when you get the kid. Now, now when you early on, the kid will allow you to because you'll just be up all the time. You can just have it on, um, but it won't. It won't, won't last. Yeah, no, that's fair. But the thing, like, it's weird when you look at the times locally, like for in like in Oklahoma or Arkansas, it's either like at ten forty-five or eleven o'clock at night. So it's either it's really late or it's like at four thirty in the morning. So it's kind of like you either stay up early or you get up, or you stay up really late or you get up really early. So either way, it's a really fun sport. If you've never had the opportunity to watch it, go on YouTube, watch a the instructional video that the AFL has on their official YouTube page. And then watch one of the best sports you've never known about. I said this. Uh, my wife and I went to Australia for a week, and I watched a ton of sports. And I will continue to say, I could live in Australia and watch sports and be very happy. Yeah, maybe I can be the person that gets the Australian baseball league really like actually going and being something. Who knows? Um, all right, I think that'll end this one. Philip, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Well, I'm at OKTXAR Poke. Like I mentioned, my DMs are open, and I'm just going to say this. Uh, give Kyle Boone a break, folks. This is – it's a bit old now. It's a bit old. All right. You can follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at CowboysRFF. Be kind to each other. Don't tweet at recruits. Have a great one, everybody.